Hey there, I'm Miranda Kennedy. I'm a Bible study teacher. I'm a spiritual growth coach, and I'm a founder of an app service called Reminded, and it's named after my special needs daughter, who is a person with an intellectual disability. Hello, and welcome to Obehi Podcast. I'm your host, Obehi Ewanfo, and I strongly believe that everyone has a story to share. Now let's get started with this episode. Well, I grew up like in two places. I kind of grew up in two worlds. There was like a world with God and a world that was like without God one where he was like the center of everything and one where he felt like really absent. And so in Louisiana, when I was with my grandmother, it was all about serving and worshiping and studying the Bible. But when I was with my mom, who she was a single parent and then, you know, she married and divorced a couple of times, but um, when I was with her in Los Angeles, California, it was just kind of a worldly environment. We didn't really focus a whole bunch on going to church or anything as relates related to Jesus or Christianity or even any type of religious practices at all. And so it was really different kind of being born in Louisiana in the same um, city that my grandmother lived in, but then moving to California and living with my mom and how, you know, life was just different. And so it's pretty interesting how I kind of stumbled upon uh, becoming a Bible study teacher as well as a spiritual growth coach. All right. That, so tell me a bit about that. How did you uh, transit? Um, how did you become a, a spiritual uh, coach? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, um, it was early on in my marriage and I had a toddler, an infant, and I was pregnant with my third child. And so it was just kind of new and stressful. I didn't have any like friends that I could connect with because prior to having all these children, I was in the workforce and and a lot of the people that I worked with, they were very corporate minded, very professional. So when I find myself having all these children, I had no one to turn to. So I spent a lot of time alone at home. Um, but my husband, he was always the type of person to go to church. Like he doesn't necessarily do anything outside of that Sunday morning worship, but he was really like consistent in worshiping on Sunday mornings. So um, we would always go to church. And at my church, they announced that they were starting this women's Bible study. And they announced it a few times and I didn't think anything about it because like I mentioned, I had these children, I wasn't feeling like the best. Um, be like kind of being early on in my pregnancy, but they announced it for like the second or third time one Sunday morning. And this time they said, if you attend the women's Bible study, you will receive 
um, half price lunch and free childcare. And I was like, wow, I would love to have free childcare. And, you know, half price lunch, that was something that I knew I could afford. But what I got was so much more in terms of the fellowship with the women. And just, I really developed a love for Bible study that really did not exist, like I mentioned before, prior to um, attending this study. And so that's kind of how the ball got rolling with Bible study. And when the pandemic hit, that, that stability, like that source, that connection and fellowship was taken away from me because it was a place that I knew I could go to once a week and get the free childcare, get the half price lunch, get the fellowship with other female believers, like make friends and worship. And I could also just like get a break. You know, moms really need um, breaks. And like I mentioned, all those things were taken away from me during the pandemic. And so I went to social media, like just kind of looking for different things to still connect with people like many people did early in the pandemic. We kind of just jumped on social media. And one of the platforms that I loved a lot was Clubhouse. I love the idea of just being able to speak, like speak in my pajamas, speak, you know, not having um, gotten dressed or, or done my hair or anything, just get on and just speak. And so I was really drawn to Clubhouse and on Clubhouse, I found a Bible study there. And so I really kind of got connected with the guy who hosted the study the founder of that Bible study, it was called I Love the Bible. And so the title obviously drew me in and I got really active in this guy's room. And then he relocated to a different time zone. And he said that he wanted to spend more time with his family and he's going to be focus focusing more on his career. And he dropped the study and I was just devastated. Like, <laughs> another tool that I use to survive, like to help me live, breathe and have my being, it was taken away from me again. And so I decided to start my own, to start my own Bible study, because after a period of time, like Bible study becomes about you becoming the teacher. So it's the situation where you have a teacher and you are teaching, like you're being mentored as well as mentoring. You're being coached as well as coaching. And so it's just really cool how it works out that way. And so I started this Bible study on Clubhouse. It's called One Chapter in One Hour because that's what we do. We study one chapter of the Bible in one hour, Monday through Friday, 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we've studied 28 books of the Bible to date. And the goal is, of course, to set, study all 66 books, one chapter in one hour, and then just start the process all over again, simply because the Bible is alive. And every season of your life, you know, as you go through different stages, um, your kids grow, your marriage grows and changes, your parents 
the changes in their lives, all these things affect you. And so like what you get from the word is different every time. And the Bible is cool like that. It's alive like that. And so that's why the intention is to have this continuous study of the word. I like also one thing that you said there, uh, the, um, the hunger for connection, uh, that uh, sometimes we need to sort of feed the warmth of other people, the company of other people. It is important because we are not supposed to be alone. I, I often say it here. Um, in, in one of my first books, actually not my first, but one of my first book, uh, which is titled The Journey, Africans in Verona. Actually, that is where everything that I'm doing here um, starts from. <clears throat> in that it's a research about the presence of Africans in Northern Italy. So I started to, of course, find out who are these people? Why did they come here? What can we learn from them? And so what I've, what I've managed to gather from there is what I'm doing today, the podcast, uh, uh, the book that I've written, the online uh, training platform that I have uh, where we share ideas on how to improve our businesses and, and of course, leverage uh, the knowledge that we have to also make it come from it. it all, it's all coming from this research. So in one of these, in this book, because there are two books from the research, uh, I was describing the situation uh, in Italy here in Verona, where I live, where every Sunday uh, the community gather together in the church and um, of course, not everybody again, but of course, uh, the, the community that was inside, I was just actually referring to that, to the Nigeria Africa community in Verona. So uh, on, on Sunday, we would meet and the, the service was very lively, of course, different from the regular uh, Italian or European uh, way of worship. Then in, the, in my analysis, I was saying, uh, well, this is just more than, this is more than just Sunday service. It's about also staying together as a people that are away from home. Because these are group of Nigerians that are not at home. So uh, we need to feel each other. We need to sing. We need to dance and to, so that we can stay close to each other. So we are fulfilling and also uh, helping each other to overcome our loneliness, our solitude in a foreign land. Other than It's not just for prayer, for worship, and things like that. So uh, I also see this value in it, in that there is this urge to connect among ourselves. It is very important that we, we try to understand that because, uh, of course, that is one of the things that um, the faith also does for that, uh, for us, no? Uh, uh, you, you could actually sit in the house and pray to God if you want to, no? But you want to be a company of other people that look like you, who share similar faith, similar belief, uh, you dance, you sing, so you also forget your worry. Uh, yeah, I, I, I can see the essence of the revival there, uh, the Sunday revival, the weekly revival, and all of that. Anyway, th that is yes. that is, yeah, yeah. Go on. Yeah. Um, Obeyi, it's like the cross, isn't it? It's a symbol of the cross, and that we have this horizontal connection with each other, this fellowship, this support with each other, but it's also like the connection that we have with God, the, the vertical connection. It's the koinonia, right? Like this fellowship with God. So it's both. It's fellowship with God and fellowship with man. And that's why it's so beautiful. That's why it's, it's a physical thing that we do, but it's this whole spiritual experience 
that we enjoy. So yeah, it's both. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. Um, now, when people uh, come to you, uh, okay, now let's let, let look at it. Let's let look at the, the coaching part of it. When you say uh, spiritual growth coach, what do you mean by that? Help, help me understand that. Certainly. So the spiritual growth coaching piece like grew out of the Bible study because at this Bible study, like picture it, picture a big room with maybe 50 to 60 round tables and each round table, there's like eight women and there's this big room. And so there's this conversation and then there's food and there's Bible study and there's prayer, like you mentioned, there's just fellowship happening. And so that was like the group setting, like a group coaching environment. And I understand Again, like during the pandemic, I understand that people didn't just need the group coaching aspect. They also needed like the one-on-one coaching that would serve as like accountability and also helping them go deeper into their study. And so the Bible, the uh, coaching, the spiritual growth coaching is it grew out of the group coaching, which is the Bible study. So the spiritual growth piece is, is three things. It's Bible study, it's prayer, and it's also storytelling. And, and storytelling is also called testimony, like giving your testimony or sharing your testimony. And, and that is important because the word of God will lead you to like the living God. It will lead you to the Holy Spirit. And spiritual growth does not happen apart from the Holy Spirit. And it doesn't happen apart from the Bible. And it's so unfortunate that that's where everyone, everyone wants God, right? They those who believe that he is, they want him. But he said, you know, like, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. That's written in the word. And so we demonstrate our love for him by studying the Bible. And that's the, the key piece, the foundational piece for spiritual growth. And so initially, my clients join our Bible study. And so like this morning, we're in the book of Isaiah. So we studied a chapter from the book of Isaiah and that's the foundational piece. After the study, we'll spend 30 minutes like going deeper, like talking about application, um, talking about um, what happened and how does it relate to our world? How does it relate to our family? Like what message is God giving and how can we apply it and learn from it and then ultimately teach it to our children and family and friends. So, so that's the goal. So the foundation is Bible study and the building on top of that is the prayer, like learning to pray back things God already promised. And people, you know, people love to say like, oh, prayer is conversation with the Lord. It's both talking and listening. 
But if we were honest with ourselves, we would admit that it's more of us talking and less of us listening to what he is saying. And that listening piece has a lot to do. Again, it always goes back to his word. And the testimony piece is like telling your story. So the, the journey is like you're moving along, something happened, you lost something, you experienced something negative and you needed a savior, you needed help. And then you share how the Lord helped you and what you've learned from it. So it's a story that is supposed to give everyone courage and build up everyone's faith and increase their belief. And so we all have those journeys. I can think back over my life, you know, as a single person, as a married person, and as a parent, and certainly now as an entrepreneur, I can look and see where the Lord has helped me, whispered something in my ear, and made me aware of something that I wasn't aware of previously. And it all began with his word. And so you would be like biblical literacy. Biblical literacy used to be something that everyone had a certain amount of biblical knowledge. But in the world, there's so many things that we have to learn, right? We have to learn quickly. We have to learn often because there's always new things, especially when you think in terms of technology. And so if you're an entrepreneur or if you're a business executive, then you are having to continuously learn new things. And because you're learning these new things in your career or in your industry, you're not spending that same amount of time and effort learning about the word of God. And so we provide that opportunity to like help folks because they are, everyone is growing physically, right? There's a lot of focus on acquiring wealth and growing in different areas of their lives and not so much of a focus on the spiritual. And of course we know the spiritual things are the things that last forever and they're eternal. So that's what I do. I help people study the Bible, pray back what God has already promised he would do for you and then like craft your story, like write out your story and then deliver it in such a way that people are inspired and encouraged and they grow in they, their faith because they connect with your story and your story is a story of victory. And so they um, can see that their lives can have victory too. So that's, 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 that's uh, spiritual growth coaching in a nutshell. <laughs> Thank you for that. Thank you for that, Miranda. Now, you, you said some, uh, something referring to your clients just now. Uh, now, um, I am sort of curious. And the clients that come to you, what do they get away from you? I mean, what do you give them in terms of the concrete result that they are looking for? Well, the idea is it's a journey, right? So there is like no final destination for spiritual growth. Like there's no, there's no end to it. Even, even after the body dies and we move to heaven, there's, 
there's still no end to the spiritual growth. And um, so that's, so it's definitely for a specific person. And obviously, and I just recently discovered that, that this woman, we can, we can call her like a client avatar. Isn't that what we call our clients? Like this woman, I closely related her to the woman at the well, this woman who God waited for. She was in the world. She had five husbands. She was currently living with a man who wasn't her husband. Um, it was the woman's job to bring in the water. And so the women would tease her and make fun of her. So she couldn't do her work until later on in the day. She was bullied at work, basically. And she didn't go out in the cool of the day to gather the water with the rest of the women. She went out later in the day when it was hot and the sun in that desert scorched her skin. And that's when she had to do her work because of her lifestyle and she was teased at work because of how she lived. And, you know, maybe that type of thing is happened to a woman where they don't feel 100% comfortable in their skin at work, or they've been married several times. And so there's this struggle and there may be some distancing from you by your family and by your friends because of how many times you've been married. Like in society, we do have these like social graces that if you move outside of them, you can find yourself being ostracized. And so this is the woman who has a relationship with the Lord, but life has moved her away from it, whether it's um, in business, in her career, or in education, or just raising children, or being a caregiver from for an elderly parent. Like all these things have taken her away from the Lord and she wants to get back. So this isn't a program for a woman who is not already familiar with Christianity, who's not already interested in maintaining or developing a relationship with the Lord. So that's the woman. It's, I wouldn't say it, it's definitely not for someone who's a non-believer. This is for a woman who is a believer and who wants to come back and develop the intimacy of the relationship. So for that woman, she understands that it's spiritual. She's not looking for some type of physical return because she knows the investment is in the actual relationship. Like I mentioned, the koinonia the fellowship with God. Investment, that is the word you use there. And also you are an entrepreneur. Uh, that is important for us because here in Obehi podcast, and of course the demography we are serving, which is the African diaspora community, uh, we tend to um, encourage our audience to uh, develop business for themselves because we, there is no way we are going to be able to uh, maybe work for other people or rely on the or the providence of other people or a system uh, and still be able to retain our pride and our our dignity as it were so it is important that we we learn how to build businesses for the for ourselves now tell me uh, in your business um what what are the people looking for that they come to you 
how do you structure the business in a way that maybe somebody can also learn from you? Because what we are sharing here is so that other people can learn from us and sort of replicate what we are doing so that they can also do for themselves. Help me with that. Okay. Well, the customer journey, like the customer journey, I think every entrepreneur has to figure out like what's the the journey that they'd like to take their customer on. And I agree with you completely. Like it's a good idea to hear how everyone takes their, their customer from a prospect to a happy client. And for me, that looks like connecting on like only three platforms. I'm a solo entrepreneur, right? It's just me. I can't be on every social media platform and really give that um, platform the time and attention it needs. So I've, I'm on three. I'm on the Wisdom app because I love sharing what I believe is wisdom. And I believe that I do share wisdom because I really try to share answers from a biblical perspective. And um, the Wisdom app, the founder is a Nigerian woman who lives in the UK, Dio. I forget her last name, but I love her app because you can ask questions, you can answer questions. And I also record the Bible study that I do, the one chapter in one hour, it's a podcast on the Wisdom app. And then, of course, the Clubhouse app. And we've been on the Clubhouse app since 20, June of 2021. We've been uh, recording our Bible study there. And I also enjoy LinkedIn because that's where my client avatar is. She's a professional woman. She may be a business owner, and she's most definitely degreed. And she also um, has had some experience working in the corporate world too, but she's really busy. And so she needs help blending um, spiritual practices into her current lifestyle. She doesn't have a lot of time, but she wants to get back to that spiritual um part of her life. And I can certainly relate to that. Like growing up, being born in Louisiana with my grandmother, where there was it was all about worship and serving um, in the church, but then living with my mom in California, where it was not about that at all. And then growing up in Los Angeles and being a young adult and wanting to get back to the spiritual aspects of life. And that's who this woman is. She's just really busy and she needs help blending in spiritual things into her current lifestyle. And I love the African diaspora. I love using Wisdom, Clubhouse, and LinkedIn to connect with um, the African diaspora from all over the world. It's so cool how um, I'm able to do that and we're able to connect with each other and keep each other from being homesick, like you mentioned. And and people are moving more, aren't we? Um, 
African people here, African-American people here in the States and just African, um, the diaspora all over the world, we're moving and we're um, calling other places home and we're getting residency in other countries. And I'm super excited about that. I love that we are doing that and we're widening our scope of friends and influence too. So it's pretty beautiful and pretty exciting. All right, that's great. That's great. That's great. Now, looking at maybe other women like you, uh, maybe in the African diaspora community, who might also like to get into business because, like I said, it is very important for us that we uh, leverage the time that we are in to be able to make money for ourselves, to take care of ourselves, and maybe to also make contribution in the community where we live. Where do you think they should start from, looking at your experience? Yes, they should definitely start with the problem. Like, what's the problem? Like, for me, the problem was a need that I like. I needed a Bible study. And when I found one and then that one ended, I had to provide myself with what I needed. And it just so happened that other folks needed it, too. And when you think about it, like we are our own customers. So wherever you have a need, I probably have that need too. If you're an African woman or an African man, we are we serve each other in terms of our hair care products, in terms of our food, our skincare products, our clothes, and um, our Bible studies, right? We like we serve each other. So I would suggest that you solve a problem what and what or whatever problem you're having provide the answer provide the solution to the problem you're having and test it first and make sure that there's a real need for it i mean i could look into the in the culture and see that there was a real need for biblical literacy because people would say like i'm a christian but then their mouths, they would curse and use profane language. And I'm like, well, he said, don't do that. <laughs> like God said, don't, don't curse. He said, bless. And, you know, don't use profane language. And so, of course, when you're, you're talking to someone about those things, you have to always be sensitive. You have to always be humble and you have to speak um, from facts. You can't present it like, oh, this is my personal opinion, because that's not the point. The point is that this is what the Lord God said. And if you are, if you are who you say you are, you, you want to agree with everything he says, not just dividing the Bible into pieces like I will obey here, but I will not obey there. And that's that's being like he says, if you are guilty at one point, you're guilty of all of it. And so I always encourage people is like, hey, if you're going to truly find your identity in Christ, you have to have the goal of being obedient like every T dotted, every T crossed, and every I, every I dotted. So I would definitely suggest that you solve a problem. Look into society. Where are people hurting? Where do they need help? And if you have the skills, the talents, the wisdom, the knowledge, the time, if you have the time to 
um, provide a product or a service that will actually solve the problem, then you should do that. You should be the one to solve the problem and alleviate the pain and create your business around solving that problem. Oops, sorry about that. So yeah, problem solving. That's that's the that's how you find your your niche. Solve a problem. Thank you so much for that. Now, um, briefly, how would people connect with you? Uh, how would you? Where, where can they find you? Those who want to do business with you, and what would be the your ending message today? A kind of a final uh, message to conclude the conversation that we have had today. Please go ahead and do that. Yes, I would certainly encourage you to um, follow me on LinkedIn for sure. And if you'd like to join our Bible study, that's on Clubhouse as well as on the Wisdom app. Um, Clubhouse is where I started, so I would like for you to start there. And I, you know, I want to apologize that I'm not on more platforms than that, but that's my capacity as a solopreneur. I can only do those three platforms. And so follow me there. I will provide uh, my email address as well. You can certainly email me. But again, I just want to reiterate that if you want to start a business, solve a pain point, like solve a problem, help someone alleviate a pain, because that's what I do. People are, are hungry, they're tired, they're fearful, and they're looking in, in, in the world for answers and comfort. And they're not able to find it because they're looking for something physical to help them with a spiritual pain. And that's what I do. I provide a spiritual pain relief. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate the time. I really do. I appreciate also the, the sharing and the and the impute that they put into it. Thank you so much. Thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you subscribe so you never miss any of our future episodes. Rate and review Overhead Podcast and share with your friends who might need it. I remain over here at one Thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you in the next episode.